Hello, I'm Hannah Golding and I am the current Young Miss International Spokesmodel and today I'm going to be discussing being a mother and a pageant queen. You're listening to Mummy Is Doing A Beauty Pageant Podcast with your host, Jessica Barkley. Oh wait, that's me. The current Miss Middlesex Galaxy and mummy to one amazing little girl. Here I will share my crazy journey from buggy walks to walking the stage at the United Kingdom Galaxy Finals. But don't worry, this isn't all about me. I'll be interviewing current and former queens, plus experts in many areas of pageantry. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, on or off the stage, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give it a share on social and pop me a little review over on iTunes. Now, strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, thank you so much for joining me this evening. We are we are recording on a Friday night. How rock and roll are we? Um, <laughs> Friday night in my Jimmy Jams, ready for bed, baby free sleep. <laughs> I am also in my pajamas <laughs> with um, my sleepy tea. It's literally called sleepy tea. <laughs> but this, let's hope it works. I kind of want to say this is mum life, but also when I was doing pageantry pre-baby, this would also be my Friday night. If I wasn't at an appearance, I'd be like, got to have an early night, make the most of like that sort of extra like fat boosting sleep. <laughs> it's like I feel like everyone's like oh yeah you become a mum you become much less rock and roll I was like there's never rock and roll there was nothing rock and roll about me pre pre baby so there was no hope post baby Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing in pageantry obviously you're about your current title and things as well yeah okay so I am the current Young Miss International Spokesmodel I actually went to Texas in June with uh, Team Europe for Yemi it was my second time coming back and I think later on in this podcast you'll kind of know the reason why um, I came back a second time but I competed in the Young American Miss International Finals and Young Miss International Finals and I won the spokesmodel title which was out of the whole of the YMI pageant uh, so that was really exciting and worth going all the way to Texas for and apart from that, I also run body confidence sessions. I'm actually a qualified personal trainer by trained. But since becoming a mum, I've decided to branch out with my sparkles and rhinestones. And that does like interview pageant queens, pageant tips, and uh, branching out to body confidence and pageant training sessions. So lots of fun and very, very busy. <laughs> Definitely. I feel like there will be another episode with you at some point already. There's so... <laughs> There's so many things you specialize in that are different, like episodes in themselves. Uh, but mm. there's, sometimes I'm like, I have to put it out there and be like, right, this is the topic we're going to focus on for this one episode. We'll circle back to the other ones. Um, I know, it's hard. It's hard just keeping to one subject, isn't it? <laughs> I think you're so, particularly um, the ladies that I meet in pageantry are so multi, I'm going to say this word wrong, multifaceted. I feel like that's right. Multifaceted. Um, and so it's very hard when you're doing an interview, if you just go in and be like, I'm going to interview this person to get, to really get to the core of any of it, because there's so much to talk about, which is why I find actual pageant interviews so hard. 
and mm. galaxy is three minutes and yeah oh, everyone's like you don't need to prep for your interview and I'm like I do because I need to have, I oh need no to you've got to prep for interview you've got I have, to I feel it's really important it's like the like the most important part of pageantry because that's like their first impression of you mm-hmm. um. <laughs> I've already started making notes I've come up with like a concert again pageant interview is a whole separate a separate mm. um, episode but I've I've come up with my rough sort of plan of attack um, yeah. my sort of end results and I'm now building backwards and last night was my first I had a, a mock panel of people throwing questions Ooh. at me for seven minutes at a club I go to and um, it's like a, a public speaking it's called Toastmasters so it's public speaking yeah yeah I've heard of that yeah yeah and um, so I, I did my speech instead I did a mock panel and the audience were all given sheets of questions that are pageant questions and they just fired questions at me uh, for I think it was I think we were eight minutes, eight, nine minutes or something um, of just question after question after question just to start my sort of practice of prep, prep getting ready for the interview. And it's... (laughs) I was very prepared, very prepared. I I refuse not to be prepared for this one. I'm like, I've been waiting for this because I paused to have a baby. (laughs) Mm. I've been waiting for this for a few years now. Um, (laughs) So when did you start and, and how did you get into pageantry how were you sort of first drawn into it so I started competing in 2010 a long long time ago um (laughs) I actually entered my first pageant which was like a regional heat for Miss England and I entered because I wanted to gain some confidence I just left an abusive relationship um I was living for four years I was engaged to be married and I was like no I can't do this anymore I need to be need to do something for myself and then there was a regional heat in my local town. And I was like, I'll try that. I went to TK Maxx and bought like a bargain prom dress because it was around about that time. There was like club wear, which is <laughs> fashion wear, I guess now. Uh, and I came first runner up and I just kind of got the pageant bug from then. Uh, so I'm really lucky to have, since then, I've represented my town of Swindon, regional of Wiltshire, and even England as well. I've gone to Paris, went to Disneyland Paris and competed internationally twice, as well as Texas twice as well. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a worldwide whirlwind, I'd say, of uh, sparkles and rhinestones and crowns and glitter and everything like that. <laughs> it's I do. I love all the the charity and community work side of pageantry, but you've got to love the sparkles. Um, I'm not a massive like some of the sparkles on stage and things. I'm like I love to look at them, but I couldn't wear that. But the mm. it's just a certain level of sparkle that I'm happy in dress wise, like in me wearing it dress wise. But I love looking at everyone else in the like mega sparkles. Um, and those is it the AB stones that do the like loads of colors oh just yeah so I like I like to customize a lot of my stuff as well so like a lot of shoes so yeah the AB like crystals and rhinestones and stuff you spend hours gluing on but once like the finished project it just looks insane Mm. it really does my my swimwear is come currently with Atlantic swimwear with Romy to be customized Mm -hmm. I don't trust I'd, I'd put too much on it I'd go over the top whereas we've designed it together and she's now got it to do it 
Um, and yeah, I've had like a sparkly belt made for my fashion wear because it wasn't sparkly enough. I kind of needed some more. Um, but I'm like, oh, I, yeah, I'm very excited by all the clothes and to get get back into like getting all my earrings. I've had to order a whole new earring box because Earring Envy and me have a slight addiction problem at the moment. I feel that. I have so many earrings from her. When she posts stuff up, I'm like, yep, I have that, I have no. that. And, they, and then you go just, to an um, event where she has a table and you're like, oh, those ones, I was looking at them online, but I decided against it. But now I've seen them in the flesh. I'm like, I've got to have them. Yeah, Miss Diamond, I bought like 50, 60 quid's worth. And I was like, I have to have them. It's an early birthday treat from me to me. <laughs> and I think I'll order some more before the Emmy finals to hand over just because I just love sparkles so much. But I've got so many and, and he like, plays with them as well sometimes. She found one, so I've got to replace that, which is always fun. <laughs> oh, I hadn't received I've put in quite a I put in quite a big order for Galaxy with her um, and mm. one of the items had to be ordered in it wasn't even something she had in stock she's like oh this sounds like it might be what you're looking for I'm about to get it in would you and show me some pictures and I was like yes that's perfect so um so it took a little bit longer because she was ordering it in front of me mm. uh, so I hadn't got my order yet and then I went to Kent Miss Kent GB and she had a yes. table there and I came away with 40 pounds worth of <laughs> <laughs> easily done there to go with things that like I've got the outfits planned out I just didn't have any earrings and I'm like oh, perfect done <laughs> and, and what's been your biggest pageantry highlight so far because you've done so much is there anything that really stands out to you I think for me it was winning the young European international Miss title in 2017 so like the backstory which um, about it all is of course I was competing in Galaxy I was uh, Miss Wiltshire and then I fell pregnant now the amazing story about this is I was actually told I couldn't have kids so uh, when I found out I was pregnant I was already three months gone so literally as soon as I paid my full money for Galaxy that was when I fell pregnant but I didn't know until the uh, end of August September time mm. So I was like, okay, um, obviously I had to say that I couldn't compete because I would have been a massive whale by the time that final would have happened. So I competed in the Emmy in 2016. It was the first ever final I bought for America. And I knew Jayanne. She'd um, actually been like a close pageant friend for a while. Like you meet a lot of girls on the scene and you end up being really good friends with them. And she was like, you should compete in November. And I was like, well, I've not told anyone yet, but I'm actually pregnant. She's like, oh my God, congrats. Like, if you were to win, you could always like skip a year if, you know, if if you wanted to do that. So I was like, okay. And it was a really low point in my life because like I was suffering such bad, like morning, evening, every time sickness. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why do they call it morning sickness? It's just not. It's a lie. It's not, no. It was like all the time. I had really bad SPD as well. And life was just not fun so I like threw myself into my pageant appearance and I was just loving the journey I got to the finals and uh the night before I was awarded um young baby European international title so Penelope had won a title before she'd even been born and, <laughs> and I just found out that week that I was having a girl as well um so that was extra special and then yeah I just I continued to like doubt myself but I felt so confident on stage I had the right outfits um I'd made myself I'd put a personal touch to everything and when my name was called I was like oh my god I've done it I've won a pageant 
I've won a pageant pregnant and I'm going on a all expenses paid trip to Texas. Like, <laughs> so that was like one of the massive highlights, I think, for me. And to just enjoy that journey with the girls I'd won as well. Because I was like, no, I'm going to go. Um, I didn't plan to have a C-section, but that's unfortunately what happened. So it was a it was a whole manic journey, like from start to finish. Well, it's not finished yet. So I kind of feel like if you're struggling with fertility, you should be entering Galaxy because I was the same kind of story. I wasn't meant to be able to have kids either. Two medical reasons why it wasn't meant to be able to happen. And I mm. signed, I wasn't going to, I went for it, really went for it in 2016. Um, Place Top 10 was really proud with what I did and I felt like I was done. I wanted to continue to support pageantry but not compete anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I went to, because I'd been the biggest charity fundraiser that year at Galaxy, I got invited to the Christie to their their awards sort of dinner and things and Pageant Girl was being honoured um, with Bella and Holly. And they were both like, why are you not competing again? You're going into MS. I think that would really suit you. Like the age category change would really suit you. Why aren't you doing it? And Bella particularly was like, you're an idiot, do it. So I signed up again. Um, and I'd already done like 20 appearances I had my swimwear purchased I had my fashion wear purchased uh and I knew roughly what I wanted for my evening gown Mm. and I found out I was pregnant two (laughs) two days before my big charity fundraiser oh my goodness so I which I then couldn't cancel because it wasn't ticketed it was a turn up on the night so we didn't know who was coming to cancel it and it was in our house and my partner was ill so I was like trying not to throw up in front of people because we weren't ready to tell anyone. We hadn't had any scans or anything. Um, we found it on the Thursday and that was on the Saturday. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and I decided not to compete. I was going to be so close to popping. Um, yeah. And actually, I just, I was struggling walking in slats by the time I was watching that the final I should have been in on my laptop in bed. Um, so I'm, yeah, it, it, I definitely would have been the wrong timing to compete. Um, oh God. Yeah. I was by month six, I was then on like crutches and things like that. So like competing at five months was a good enough time. Then after that, it was like no heels. I still did appearances and stuff, but turned up my crutches and a special seat for me. <laughs> a little bit too much yeah I think you need to like find a line like when deciding to come back we sat down as a team of three I mean not that my two-year-old is going to have much of opinion apart from yes (laughs) (laughs) but sort of sat down and were like can we do this can we fit it in as a team unit is is this a suitable time to do it and we decided that yes that actually the late longer we leave it the harder we're going to be to get back into it and things like that and that it is important enough to me for it to be important enough to us as a unit um mm. it's really nice but it's yeah it's quite a tricky thing but I didn't want to forget everything I'd learned and it had been a mega learning curve to that to, to the point I'd got to pre-baby and I didn't want to lose things that I've learned because um, pageantry in itself is a big learning curve what's what's been your biggest learning curve through the whole whole pageantry experience over the nine years now isn't it yeah good old nine years I think for me it was um learning to suffer defeat um because of course you enter a pageant to win you enter for that crown and sometimes the setback 
you know, it just all falls in place sometimes. I mean, I've suffered times where I was first runner-up or top five or didn't place. And you kind of think, you put your heart into everything. Like when I went to compete in Paris and I came top 10, I finished seventh overall um, in the international finals. And I was so happy because one, it was Disneyland, <laughs> which makes everyone happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I know that I had put like so much effort into that final and to be rewarded like because the year before about well, 2014 is when the first final in Paris like I'd put so much effort and then my feedback was I hadn't done much for like, appearances and stuff and I was like I think I have like I've got a whole massive appearance folder like full of stuff so I didn't know what they meant by that but I was like okay I'll take those comments on and it's just learning mm. to take feedback and uh, criticism and you know stuff like that and just work on it and change it and adapt it to how you can perform because yeah. when I was on that stage in 2017 I was like right this is it this is my last chance and if I don't win that's it I'm gonna be um being a mum and doing all that sort of stuff <laughs> and then when I went to compete in 2018 uh, in Texas and I was still so emotional and so sore because obviously I had a C-section like eight weeks beforehand. So Ooh. I was still, um, but my mindset was that it was just, my body wasn't. So like this year I'd taken everything that I'd learned. I'm like, right, apply it, change it, just enjoy yourself and you know, what will be will be. And luckily enough, I did get crowned in the end. So <laughs> it's all worth it. Yes, definitely. It's, uh, it's a religious quote, but I feel like it can be adapted to anything. And it's something like God's delays are not God's denials. And mm. um, in fact, I think it was mentioned on a, a pageant project podcast recently. And that's why it's sort of fresh in my head. Um, but whether you're religious or not, I think that that like a delay is not a denial just because you don't win it then doesn't mean you're not going to win it again. And actually now I look at it, if I win, well, when I win, be it this mm. year, the year after, because I'm just going to keep going back. Until they're like, please, can we give her something? Because I'm <laughs> coming back again. Um, and I'm not going to change any of my outfits now. I'm just going to keep coming back every year. I'll be like, Miss the same outfits. <laughs> I, I will be the galaxy Miss Havisham that just like, no one ever turned up for my wedding. So I just kept, stayed in the, in the garden. Um, and uh, the, the 2016 me, I, mean, I think mm. I, I could have been a nice queen, an all right queen. But at the time, I thought I could be the best queen. Now, the 20, what will be the 2020 me, will be able to do so much more with that title. And if that's not my year, then the 2021 me will be able to do so much more with that title again. Um, so I don't think it, the, you, you'll get the crown the year you're meant to get the crown. Or maybe you're waiting to move to a different system that is the crown you're meant to have. that will be the opportunity that's right for you. And maybe there's a country you need to go to. So until you enter the pageant that's the finals in that country, you're not going to win. And I'm a big believer in everything happening for a reason. So, it's Yeah, definitely. I really feel that sometimes you people stick to a system because that's what they want to win. That's their aim. That's the only thing they focus mm -hmm. on. Whereas if you took the time and went somewhere else, I mean, I researched a lot when I decided to compete in Yummy because I wanted a pageant that I could fundraise for my own charity, I can do my own thing and, you know, develop myself as a, a beauty queen and find my platform, which of course was mental health and body confidence. And then 
by having my baby as well, it kind of just turned into this big, massive thing of, you know, promoting like, mental health after having kids and yeah. you know, promoting being a single parent and things like that. And that's what the opportunity of me changing system, it wasn't, you know, I didn't plan on changing when I had competed in Yemen. It was a lovely system, but I was going to compete in Galaxy. That was my, like, aim. But having a baby completely changed it. But I thought it pushed me onto the right path. Because yeah. I can't imagine my life now without of competing in Yemi and and all the queens and things like that. Of course, Penelope. <laughs> Penelope is a big part of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, you know, you you never know what's going to happen, and I just think you have to um, let let things happen. It will hurt for a while, but you know, mm. it just wasn't meant to be that time. I did an article in, was it Natural Sparkle magazine last time I competed? And I'm trying to dig oh. out on the website. I can't for the life of me find it. I'll find it somehow. It'll be on like a, uh, an external hard drive somewhere about how to win a pageant when you didn't win the crown and sash. Um, mm. And I did. So if you missed the episode before this one, go back to episode 12, which is what's your pageant goal? where I go into talking about if you're just going into the crown and the sash, you'll never win, even if that's the thing you take home. Um, yeah, you, need you don't to- get the full experience. I, I think if you're just going for that, whereas, like, for me, I've met my best mates through pageantry, like the Wiltshire Beauty Queens. I've been a maid of honour. They're my godparents, my daughter. Like, you meet so many amazing girls. And I think if you're just focused on just the crown and the sash, you're not going to get the full, like the full experience of pageantry. It needs, it needs to be bigger than that. So yeah, go go back to that. What's your goal episode? If you would like to know a bit more about that in depth, because um, yeah, like I said, that's that's a whole episode in itself. That's going to become my catchphrase. <laughs> that's a whole episode in itself. Hashtag. <laughs> so what's been um, the biggest adjustment? with how you prepare and compete after becoming a mum? Because I just, I had so much more time to give before I became a mum and I'm having to juggle obviously a lot more now. <laughs> but what's been, what's been the big adjustments that you've had to make? I think time is definitely something that you have to adjust to. You can't just roll out of bed, chuck some makeup on and be up on your day. <laughs> you have to think about baby's schedule nap times food like I'm still breastfeeding as well I'm trying to do it just at night now because she's 16 months but at the start she was breastfeeding every hour and a half so she was a hungry baby so Mm. I had to like think of if I'm going to event at this time then I need to you know make sure that I have free time here and there and I think it's just yeah, time management is a massive thing because, I mean, I'm a single parent, so I get two nights off a week now. I didn't perform, so I get a Friday night and a Sunday night, hence why I'm doing this on a Friday night where I don't <laughs> have to worry about a, <laughs> an attention baby going, oh, no, I'm up now, I'm ready for more uh, attention and playing. And then Sundays as well. So I try, and, I try and plan all the events I go to on a Sunday because as she's getting older now, when she was in the pram, it's fine. But now she's running around. You just have to be mindful of, is it safe? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, is there going to be like things where she can't get into? Or Because there are events, of course, I don't allow children. So I have to do a lot more research about the events I'm going to and just be a bit more mindful mm. um, about the events, especially like if they're nighttime events. 
Um, they can, you know, I don't want to ruin Penelope's nap time, well, sleep time by then. Sometimes yeah. it's a nap, I guess. <laughs> but I don't want to ruin that sleep for her to be, like, groggy in the morning. It's just not worth it sometimes. Yeah, I've, I've had to be quite selective with, um, yeah, which events I've been going to and sort of working yeah, around childcare and trying to actively find ones that she'll really enjoy. We've done quite a few, like, charity family fun days. Um, to go to I'm I've got hopefully one this weekend I've, it's in as a provisional because I already had something in in the morning and I'm not sure how long that's going to run so it's kind of in mm. as a provisional but it's going to a, a fire station open day which she'll love she'll think that's great which is lucky because daddy's away this weekend um so I, she was she's going to be with me whether she could come or not um <laughs> and, and sometimes I have just rocked up with her whether she's whether I've pre-warned people or not mm. and just trusted that she's going to be on good behavior but she's got her own little sash and I find when she's oh. got her sash on she behaves better <laughs> <laughs> like the bribery sash it's like well you've got a sash on that she's got two so one says future galaxy girl and one says mommy's mini supporter and she likes oh that's so cute <laughs> she keeps saying when can I be a galaxy girl mummy and I was like well Holly needs to bring the four-year-olds category over to the UK. Well, they, they do, actually. Um, Kay, Kay Wookie does, but it's in Ireland, isn't it? Yeah, so there's like a UK kids yeah, one. I didn't, I, yeah, I had a little one in the last few weeks about it. But um, Or I can do Europe at large with her when she hits four, apparently. Um, I, so, and just pay to go straight to the internationals. So if I don't get... If I don't get the title I'm gunning for until she's already four, then I'll pay for her to do it at large the year I go. Um, yeah. <laughs> but ideally, I want to have gone before then. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't wanna, I don't want to put that into the universe that I'm waiting for her to be four. Because that was what I said last time I competed in 2016. I joked with both Holly and Maria that I wasn't coming back until I had a little girl in the juniors and I was in the missus. Which I'm still not in the misses, but hey, we're heading there. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, but I didn't think I could have kids when I was making these jokes. So I was making it as a complete joke. Um, and then, yeah, obviously entered and found out I was pregnant. And I, ha- I, I phoned Holly and I said, you know that joke I was making? And she's like, yeah. I said, well, <laughs> kind of having to pull out because I'm pregnant. <laughs> like, but again, knew because I couldn't, didn't think I could have a little one. It was very obviously very exciting um, mm. and it was not long after that that then she announced she was pregnant as well so um, yeah she was <laughs> so understanding about this um, but it is yeah I'm gonna do a lot more episodes specifically on time management because my work is a lot of teaching time management to mums um, mm. and time management skills and things there's a couple coming up fairly soon but um, there were just so many interview ideas and episode ideas and interview requests when I started this podcast that um, it's going to take a few weeks for me to get through everything. Um, that's why it ended up as being two episodes a week because I've got all these episodes to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. We'll get there. And so something that, because being a mum obviously does really restrict your time and the time you do have is altered because you haven't got as much time to prepare you're not on top of your beauty regime as much when you're a mum because your attention is divided and yeah your brain is just all over the place even the smartest woman lose it a little bit when they become a mum 
Do you mm. think maybe mums should have their own category? Now, I don't mean this from a, you become a parent, you need to be like, which <laughs> is how it used to be, obviously, with the original pageants, you couldn't compete with them. But I mean, for the fact that you can't do as many appearances, and you can't, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily have a side with this question. I put yeah. it in there, I did pre-warn you about this one, so I'm not throwing you in the deep end. That's all right, I've, I've got this is the sort of questions I thrive on. Um, I really, I really love stuff like this. So my answer is, I don't think there should be a category just for mums because I feel when you make a category for a certain like type, like it just kind of excludes you out of everything. The Ooh. same, I mean, I get this one just being a mum, but also being a curvy girl as well. They say, why don't you just stick to curvy pageants? And it's like, no, because I know that just because I'm curvy, just because I'm a mum, doesn't mean I'm going to perform, um, underperform or undersell the crown. Like when yeah. I was a young European international miss, I did 70 appearances. And that was when I was pregnant, when I gave birth. <laughs> and mm. then afterwards as well, so the first few months of Kirby's life, I was still out there, out and about. And I think that's mainly down to my good like support network of like pageant friends who live in my area. Yeah. So I could go to different events and bring Kirby as a baby. And of course, everyone loves babies anyway. So when I was crowned like Queen of Queens, that was like my hard work that, that allowed me to go to um, America this year. Uh, so yeah, I don't think there should be an extra category. Like that's why for me, it's doing your research into what systems. If yeah. you're researching where it goes, like if it's going to national, international, how many appearances you should be doing, um, things like that. And it's once again going back to time management, seeing what you can fit in. Like most pageant systems now kind of expect like a couple of appearances a month I think is the standard I think for any pageant queen whether you are working not working kids no kids married not married I really think that if you are planning to win a crown like you should be dedicating a bit of time to it because there's nothing worse than entering a pageant not winning and the person that beat you does nothing, just literally lets that crown like sit. <laughs> oh, that drives me nuts. That's something I want to get Maria on to talk about because she's talked, brought it up on social media a bit recently. But I'm letting her recover from Galaxy first before I start pestering her. Um, and Holly actually is coming on in a few, um, a few weeks' time to talk about appearances with Galaxy. Because when I competed last time to when I'm competing this time, the description of an appearance has changed in the information pack. Mm -hmm. um, and I luckily, I still have the old information pack. So we're going to read them out and compare them and discuss sort of how it's changed. Because also with Power Pageant, they've now taken appearances out of the UK. I think I'm getting this wrong now. There's, there's yeah, they've taken out of the UK, UK because the international because the internationals, don't. Yeah. Don't I think, yeah, it. you have to match You have to match the internationals with any finals. So the age range should be the same. Uh, the criteria should be the same. So, I mean, this will be another podcast. <laughs> but things like um, trans women was a, a massive thing of yeah. in internationals. They didn't allow it, but nationals they do. And I think a lot of people got into a lot of flack of that. And I'm, I'm not going to go into my opinion with, with all that because I'm very supportive. But it's not our fault in the UK it's what the internationals are doing and that's what how how pageant are not accepting appearances even though it's great to do appearances because you've got your sash but it's like it's not like you don't have to do it it's just there but it does I think even if it's not 
a points thing or you're not even handing us stuff in. It is also um, content for your interview, particularly for younger contestants that haven't necessarily had the life experiences to, to dig into and they haven't, they haven't been through big traumas or diversity or anything in their lives. Life's been all easy breezy so far. You've not got as much to talk about in your interview. Whereas if you've yeah, done a few appearances and found some that you've really like pulled on your heartstrings that you related to or something, you've got, it gives you content for that. And, and that was, to be honest, I'm stealing that advice. That advice was from Harriet, <laughs> current um, Miss International UK. Yeah. And um, she said, it's, it's, great because I was worried about not doing enough appearances because my appearance target last time was very high um, and I also wasn't going to have because I I would have put in my paperwork sort of the day Galaxy opened if I'd, mm. I'd known ahead of time I was going to do it so I lost a couple of months before I put my paperwork in as well and I was mm-hmm. like oh have I left it too late and will I be able to do enough now I've got Felicity and she's like you've got enough content for your interview so yeah that bit's that bit sorted <laughs> I think as well it really shows I think it shows your character if you're not being scored like I'm bringing this back to Yemi now we're not scored on our appearances so or we don't have to fundraise for certain charities so it means when you put that blue sash on you are doing it because you want to do it yeah because um, you want to represent your town your county you want to be that beauty queen do what you want to do in your community and fundraise for whatever charity you want to do. So I feel that's what separates like a pageant queen from a beauty pageant queen, I I would say, from a beauty contestant to a pageant queen. A pageant queen is someone who wants to do something with that title. Uh, A beauty queen is more about, you know, the crown sash, you know, that sort of whole like look, whereas the pageant queen one wants to do, wants to make a difference, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like the, I like the sort of yeah, I like the separation of the two. I really like that. It's, I think that's also played into my my biggest adjustment. Now I'm a mum. Is I've, I love pageantry and I love the difference it's made in my life. So I kind of want to promote pageantry as a whole, and um, and I do that at more the family friendly stuff that Felicity can come to. And then if she can't come, it needs to be something that I really think. Is, is a value that I can add value to and um, all that works connects really with my with my brand and my, my brand with my platform which is going to be announced on a future episode so I'm not going to go into that now and keep it a secret <laughs> on a secret I'm just I want to I want to fine-tune it and announce it properly so I keep going and it's going to be no we're going to talk about it now um so yeah it, it's I've been yeah quite selective with my I didn't I don't just want to have the 10 I mean, my first appearance, first time I competed, my appearance was on like a scrappy piece of paper and I'd rocked up to some other pageant girls event and not been any help. I think I'd just been like chatting with a load of guys at the bar. So I just, I I had no value at all, but I didn't know what pageantry was then. So that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. Um, Yeah, I think it makes your like, your appearance is what you're doing meaningful as well. I think that's where the change of... um, what counts as appearance because people were like right I'll chuck my sash and crown or chuck my sash or a piece of paper with my title on and I'll go to a shopping mall or go get my hair cut I'll do this sorry <coughs> not passionate then but it needs to count it needs to be worth it sorry because <laughs> it did it was, um, <coughs> donations donating to a charity shop turn up hold your bag and people would be holding like just a carrier bag of a few bits and pieces 
Um, yeah. And that would be an appearance or appearing at your sponsor. So people were getting more, having more sponsors that weren't actually sponsoring them any money um, just because then they could count going and getting, yeah, like their hair done, saying it was their sponsor. Um, they suddenly turned that into an appearance. Um, and that was quite frustrating because I don't necessarily have those connections to do. Uh, yeah. Whereas now I'm just like, no, it needs to add some sort of value or have been be some sort of benefit to the community or charity um, for me to be able to invest my time in doing it. So, yeah, I really, I'm really I'm excited about the interview with Holly to go into that more because uh, particularly when you start in pageantry, you're like, appearance? What's an appearance? And, <laughs> and you feel a bit yeah. awkward turning up in your sash. And I've learned you put your sash on before you walk in. It's, I think I find it so much worse if you get in somewhere and then try and put your sash and stuff on. See, I used to put it on beforehand, but if I have Penelope, I will have to bring her in first and then put the crown and sash on <laughs> because you know you never know what's going to get on that sash with a baby and their food mm. um, but yeah when I first started pageantry there wasn't anything about appearances and that's why I started sparkles and rhinestones to like give new girls pageant advice about what counted and like all the different stuff um, that I had learned through my nine years and like asking other people and training and stuff like that um, so it gave them like a point to look at and go, wow, this is what I need to do. This is what I'm not, what, like, what yeah. not to do. And like from having therapy, I've been able to do that, focus on that more because beforehand, like just work and stuff got on the way. Whereas like when I won and when I was like in the final bits of labor, I was like, you know what? I think that I can push this and I can do this. And, and yeah, now it's grown. <laughs> yeah. And the mum, I mean, the mum category question for me was the, they do it in fitness competitions um, mm. because they are getting their bodies down to extremes. I mean, they're getting to period stopping body fat percentages and things like that. And obviously when you've had a baby um, and given birth, whichever way you give birth, it's, it's, it makes a massive effect on your body and they are literally judging symmetrical muscle definition and things like that. And suddenly it is like, judging a different species uh, against it would be like judging a cat and a dog against each other a pre a pre-baby body and a post-baby body it's just they've been through two different very different things and that sort of sparks the thought in me did this be a thing in pageantry as well yeah I don't think it will um I think yeah for fitness they are definitely just looking at your physique and how your muscles are and you're training certain muscle groups whereas for pageantry it's, it's different you're you're not just training your body or training it like your mind and you know, getting out there and doing stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't think, I mean, it would be great to celebrate motherhood. Um, but I think just by competing in pageants, you're celebrating that yourself anyway. I'd love a mother daughter category or just a mother daughter pageant, I think would be really mm. fun where you can go on stage with your daughter or son. I guess it was. Sometimes they have that in glitz pageants, though. They do have yeah. like a mum daughter round. So I've seen some charities that do it. My, oh, I've entered Felicity in her first one. We're doing a little charity one down in Poole, Dorset, um, in October. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. There's Sparkle in the title, but I can't remember the name of it. I think it's Starlight. So, yes. I know that it's done by. Um, there, oh, I judged the last pageant. Um, there was one in Gospel and one, so that's why I can't remember the name of which one I mentioned. Mm-hmm. There was one in Gospel and then there was one down in Poole um, and 
the gospel one ended up clash. It was too like it finished at five and I meant to be at something else at seven that I'd already committed to and like Yeah. So I was like, Oh, I can't can't do everything. Um no, got time management. <laughs> time management, careful. I was like, I can't finish something at five and pageants usually run over to then get back back home to drop little one off and be in an evening game um, and turn around and get back out was just wasn't going to happen. A Starlight Charity Diamond pageant is going to be Felicity's first ever pageant. Um, oh, exciting. She's going to do, I mean, they don't have appearances or anything, but she is doing her first triathlon at two and a half, her first triathlon with mummy's slight help <laughs> at the end of September. Um, so she's going to be in the bike with the box. She's going to be in the box on the front of the bike for the cycle bit. She's going to be in the buggy for the running bit. And then I'm going to push her in her duck in the swimming pool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think it's, it's 20 miles, but you can make it up in whichever way you want. So we'll, yeah, cy- we'll cycle most of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll do like a quarter of a mile in the swimming pool if we're lucky uh, we'll maybe do a couple of miles running and the rest of it will have to be on the bike <laughs> but she is still a two and a half year old doing a triathlon that's I'm, that's my story and I'm that's insane. <laughs> um, so what's your next step with pageantry what other bits and pieces have you got coming up are there any other titles that you really think you could add to that you've got your eye on um, so I hold my title until June next year. And of course I hand over my um, European title in November. So I'm actually a really big part of the Yemi like family. I do the social media for both the Yemi pageant and the Yami pageant, the international, mm-hmm. um, because I, I love it. And <laughs> I'm always like, almost on Facebook anyways, let's be honest. So it's a great move for me and it takes some pressure off of the directors as well. But for me, it gives me like an outlet to, to go for. So in America next year, you can go for uh, Queen of Queens or Lifetime Queen. Uh, so I think rather than, and that's judged on like appearances and you write an essay, like how I did for Queen of Queens, I did a PowerPoint presentation because I'm extra like that. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and then, yeah, it judges and you'll find out if you're like Queen of Queens or Lifetime Queen in June. I think there are still so many pageants I want to do, but uh, I think for me, it's waiting until Penelope's a little bit older. Yeah. And uh, and then I can have pageants as like something that we do together. So when there's like a, a little miss and junior miss, then we can compete together at the same time. But I'll never be like out of pageants because as I said, I do sparkles and rhinestones and we're doing like interviews at pageants as well. So even if I don't hold a title, I'm still going to be part of pageant land, interviewing queens and like training people and doing my conference sessions still. So I always have something after like the crown like ends, so say. Yeah, definitely. It's um, There's a term that I picked up from a lady that does literally called winnerpageant.com, her website, uh, who's American. And she's competed in a few different systems, mainly the American systems, but I think she's done like international, uh, Miss International and things as well. She's done some of the international systems too. And she calls it her legacy project. So Mm. it's something you'd start with the crown, but that would continue past the crown. um, Yeah. Which is a half of mine is going to be this podcast and, yeah plans to evolve it past even probably changing the name at some point and making it more a generic uh, 
pageant as a whole as opposed to keeping the mummy bit in there. But for the moment, that's such a part of my identity that I mm. felt it was important to have in there. Um, but yeah, she would call this your legacy project, you know, what you're going to, what is literally going to be the legacy you leave behind. And I just loved that term. I even yeah. Instagram messaged her and was like, I just love that you've put a name to that because I, I, I didn't really know what to call it. I kind of sort of slapped it in with being my platform, but it, that didn't really feel like the right name either. So, um. Yeah, it's definitely a nice term and it's, it's something that, yeah, you do work on afterwards. It's the same with the charity events and stuff like that. Like um, I do stuff with Penelope, like I do a homeless drive each year. We do a, a hashtag Code Red Challenge. So we collect sanitary items for homeless shelters mm. and I want to continue doing that so every time we go to the shop we buy like an extra pack of sandwich towels or uh, an extra can for the food bank or something like that and it's just installing in her like because obviously she is my legacy um yeah. installing in her like that charitable um like aspect of life and to help others when they need help because you never know when it, it might be your turn to need help yeah definitely well I'll have to get you in on a here you go sneak sneak peek of one of the things I've got planned and um, is a project for January that's going to be called the 20, 20 for 2020 mm-hmm. um, you heard it here first 20 for 2020 um, and it's creating 20 boxes in the first month of 2020 for your local food bank Oh yeah. Um, so it's going to be trying to get lots of other. I mean, the other Galaxy Girls will be my main focus, but lots of other pageant girls within yeah. their community. So for me, it'll be something I do connected with my church. Um, yeah. My partner is linked um, to a homeless charity that do, he does food collections from some of the local supermarkets and things. So um, we'll probably reach out to them as well. But to try, I was going to try and go for the first 20 days of January, but you lose about the 1st to the 7th of January with Christmas, like overflowing, don't you? So I'm going to do the whole of January, but to try and collect, yeah, 20. Because normally we'd, we'd have a few items each church service. We have a permanent box in the entranceway of our church um, mm-hmm. for the food bank. Um, and some days are busier than others, but I feel like January is a particular month of poverty. It's the it's weather is hideous. Yeah. They've had Christmas to deal with. People forget that they've been all charitable in December and then they forget in January. So I feel like it's a good month to do it. So, um, mm. yeah, it's something I'm working on, but I do, I've got the, I've got the catchphrase, the 20 for 20 <laughs> um, to really do it as a, yeah, as an extra push. Uh, for food bank collections and things because I feel like yeah, it's, an, uh, it's a month they, they struggle even more than me. Um, yeah. So definitely be like, yes, pageant girls ruling the world with 20 for 2020. <laughs> Hopefully, that's the plan. <laughs> it, does, it, sounds, it sounds catchy. I'm, I remember that for uh, January. Yeah, very catch. Well, hopefully you'll see it all over social media. Um, oh, of course, of and course. <laughs> obviously there will be a podcast episode coming on that one too. <laughs> Every time I edit these podcast episodes, I go through and write down about 27 other ideas for the next episodes and then spend the next like th- sort of three, four mornings recording them all. 6am is quite often my, you usually find me recording podcast episodes in my office before Felicity wakes up. Um, with all the she has before she wakes up oh my god yeah she's quite a good <laughs> sleeper and um, she's a 7 30 although tomorrow I've really I back back timed from when we've got to be somewhere tomorrow and we've got to get up at half a six because <laughs> we leave the house at half seven 
I've lost 15 minutes, partly my own fault. Today should have been my weigh-in and measurement day and mm. I didn't do it. So we've got to go via the gym so that I can use their, their proper body track scales first thing tomorrow morning. So otherwise I don't have another time to do it. Um, <laughs> so oh my the struggle's real. Like the bizarre is, yeah. <laughs> Like you said, I'm a, I'm a bit extra when it comes to anything like health fitness related. And I love tracking <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it was meant to be on the sixth of the month and that's today. And I'd already started my training session and the scales don't work properly if you do it before, like halfway through your session or after your session. <laughs> See, I'm complete opposite of that. Like for, especially like when I was personal training, it's like, we're not going to go on the scales. We're going to go on how you feel and how you look and, you know, your clothes size and, and stuff like that. It's trying to like get out of that. Like the girls that I worked with, because we are a lot bigger, because um, we have a really negative, like, especially when you talk about before this, with people on Facebook marketing about quick weight loss and things like that. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, well, no, get out of that mindset. And that's why like pageants, I feel, is a really good thing to help mm. with people's confidence and mindset. And it's like, it's not just about the body, but then if you want to work on it for yourself, yes, yeah. please, but don't have to do it because you need to um like you need to be a certain type to get a crown. That's exactly. not groups. I keep having to like catchphrase whenever I talk about the fact that I'm going after my galaxy body because I want to be clear that my galaxy body is my choice of body to compete galaxy not what galaxy thinks is suitable because they are in all shapes and sizes pageant and it's just the body I would really have always wanted to have and I'm willing to put the effort in and it's a very strong physique I'm going for Um, Mm. and to be honest you don't see on pageantry stages that often and power pageant was it last year and oh Sarah you're talking about yeah and who's who's really strong and so you don't yeah you don't see it that often but it's the physique I really want and I will know that I always wanted to do it so having the deadline of galaxy will help me because I'm a sprinter not a marathon I need to I need a deadline I'm that Mm -hmm. kind of person but I'm I quite struggle with the how I feel how my body feels using that because that with my clients is quite often the metric that I recommend and if they can use that to stick with that one but I like the not the number of my body fat percentage but the change yeah so you can see the actual difference in numbers I say it's not about the actual number it's the difference in the numbers in if you're going for that kind of physique which is what I am at the moment Um, and also the So for that to be, for the difference to be accurate, keeping it as close to the same date in the month as well is really important because your periods will massively change that. Yeah, body fluctuates, yeah. Yeah, the time of day really changes it because first thing in the morning, I will have had my one cup of lemon water and nothing else. So my hydration levels will be the same if I weigh at the same time and suddenly I was like oh so it does make sense why you're being really psychotic about when you're doing it but (laughs) yes there is logic there is logic in craziness sometimes I feel (laughs) craziness but sometimes it's easy just easier just to make the crazy statement and leave everyone else to work out the logic themselves (laughs) (laughs) Um, so um we will start to wrap up because um I've kept you for a very long time and I have a nice big pile of laundry to go and fold up Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
feel oh, that I've done mine. I've done mine, which is great. <laughs> well, I didn't. I thought I'd got most of it done, and then I realised I couldn't put the wet. I've got sheets in the washer, and the tumble dryer is full, and I'd forgotten. Which means that tumble dryer's been full for like a week because I only do my bed sheets in the tumble dryer. It's too expensive mm. to do the rest of it in there. Um, so yeah, no, we will we will start <laughs> start to wrap things up. And um, but my last one is: if you could give mums who are considering entering a pageant one piece of advice, what would it be? I would say to just do it. There is, like, as a mum, you don't get much time to yourself to have something that is just for you. Um, I really feel like when I was competing, when pregnant, on my one, this was the one part that was, like, truly me, like, before baby and after baby. Like, the one thing where I was known as Hannah, not just mother or the milk machine like this is me this is like my time to you know do what I want to do meet who I want to meet and help who I want to help so I think just taking that time out to really enjoy the process enjoy the pampering enjoy the stage time and meeting other like girls who are like-minded like yourself um like pageants are so accepting nowadays and I think a lot of people still fear it and they fear that it's, you know, just a beauty contest. You've got to wear swimsuits all the time and all stuff like that. Like if you find the right system, some don't have swimsuits, some do. But then sometimes you feel empowered by wearing a swimsuit, as you said about um, yeah. wearing a two-piece. Like if I was competing in a swimwear round now, I would wear a two-piece. And that's just because I feel confident enough with my body like lumps or not, scars or not, with the C-section, I want to wear something that represents me. So, yes, just do it. Like, don't think about it. Just hit enter on that application, pay that deposit, and think about it later. (laughs) (laughs) It's, yeah, I I find the swimsuit, because this got, um, it was on the, either the Pageant Girl Limited or the Galaxy, um, or the Dress Studio, maybe. No, it was one of the, Pandemic Unlimited or or the Galaxy um, Instagram stories um, where Holly said, has anyone got any questions? Um, Mm -hmm. And then they obviously, they post the the question a bit later on and someone said something along the lines of, can't we get rid of swimwear? I'd like to see more pageants without swimwear. And I direct messaged her and said, for me, swimwear is what's helped me love my body more. Mm. Because I'm like, what I... I got up there and I felt fabulous and actually it's given it's bizarrely given me confidence I think it's not so much about turning even though I am going after a certain physique this time and it isn't about turning your body into a bikini body it's about getting up there in a bikini and feeling fabulous whatever your body type is um, yeah, I think a lot of people are scared of, I think they're just scared when they see a bikini or when they see a swimsuit, they're, they're instantly scared. And I think it's the same with all pageants. Like if someone has entered the pageant, they're like, oh my goodness, I'm going on stage. But then once you've done that, once you've got the first thing out of the way, it's like when you get an injection, you're like, right, jab, it's done. Once it's done, it's done. <laughs> it's like, and you're like, yes, I really want this. I want to do it again. I'm going to wear whatever I want to wear on stage. Like well, I've now I'm I'm preparing for being in a bikini by I train in the gym in sports bra and shorts partly mm-hmm. because I get so hot in my midriff now I don't know what childbirth did to me like growing a human <laughs> it's like a furnace and I was just like I've always I don't wanted to be one of those women that trained in the gym in her crop top but I thought that meant having a six-pack and then after having Felicity I was like 
I was completely starkers in a room full of people giving birth. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can get my stomach out in a gym. And I just did it. And actually, I think part of doing that has given me so much more confidence. My form is so much better in the gym. And mm. now I'm actually, I feel like my stomach's probably, apart from the saggy skin, it's looking the best it's ever looked. <laughs> um, and same now, when I take her swimming, I'd hide in a big mum, mummy swimming costume. And now I'm like, no, I'm going to wear a bikini. Even if I've had like a massive lunch, um, I'm going to wear a bikini every time we go swimming. Um, and part of that is preparing for the fact that I'm going to get up on stage in the two-piece. So why wouldn't I do it at the swimming pool? Yeah, and the, you know what? People at swimming pool aren't looking at your bikini or anything as well. Like, I think we have it in our mindset, like, everyone's staring at me. And it's like, once you, like, love yourself and love your body and accept it, you're like, I'm going to wear what I want. And that pool is going to accept me, swim body or not. Like, <laughs> you're there to enjoy yourself. Same as being on stage, like you're there to enjoy yourself. Yeah. I took Felicity swimming this evening and I don't think I was judged for my bikini one tiny bit, but I might have been judged for the fact that I kept hogging the woggles. Oh, yeah. Or noodles. Judge that. Some people call me noodles. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I'm trying to swim along next to her at her speed and it's really hard to swim slowly without a woggle. So I'm like, I'm all about nicking the kids, the woggles from the kids section. <laughs> I probably got judged for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would have been one of those things of like, there's poor kids with no noodles. No noodles. <laughs> that woman over there um, in the so crazy world. <laughs> so that's what I should do, is I should take a woggle on stage. Instead of a sarong in Galaxy, you'll spot me because I'll be the woman with the woggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been so amazing to talk to you. I feel like we have so so many things in common and like your story started way before mine did but yeah there's so much symmetry there it's crazy and how can people find you on social media personally and obviously the business as well because I feel like that will appeal to a lot of people listening to this yes so my personal well not my personal my pageant Facebook is uh, on Facebook it's Hannah Golden Beauty Queen and that's golden as in ing not like the singer um, a lot of people get confused with that. <laughs> uh, and on Instagram, it's uh, why am I, why am I spokesmodel? Make sure I get that right. And then the business side, the Sparkles and Rhinestones, it's just Sparkles and Rhinestones UK. And you can find that on Facebook and Instagram as well. Perfect. And if you've missed any of that or you're like me and you can't spell for toffee, um, <laughs> check out the show notes. It'll have it all in there as well. Um, and I'll also share those in like the comments when this goes out on Facebook. So if you found the Facebook post, you should be able to see it in there too. Um, it's the joy of social media, of tagging people and what have you and everything. makes life. That's why I love Facebook. You can just schedule stuff and tag away and no matter what I'm doing, I know that posts will go out. Instagram, I'm not so good at, but I'm getting that. I'm getting there. Instagram and I are having some trouble. Not luckily with my pageant one, with my business one. So that is my next job after folding the laundry is to go and sort that out. <laughs> oh, the fun, joy. Fun, fun, fun. Excellent. Well, have a lovely evening. And, and yeah, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. So it means a lot that you spent some of it here. Do rock on over to my Facebook or Instagram to share your thoughts on this episode. And I would really love it if you could give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, things mentioned in this episode, etc., please pop over to the website, which is mummyisdoingapageant.com. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.